I'm Tom Hughes. Welcome to Today in Prophecy on End Times TV. About 2,500 years ago, the prophet Daniel had a vision of the last days. Of his end of days vision, Daniel wrote, Although I heard, I did not understand. And then I said to the angel, uh, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel's prophecy is clear that in the days of the end, in regards to the hundreds of signs that the prophets of the Old Testament, the writers of the New Testament, and Jesus himself, of the hundreds of signs that were given to us, to those that were studying Bible prophecy, those things would be understood. The angel even told Daniel that the wicked won't get it. They will prefer to increase their immorality, their violence, and other forms of wickedness. But for those that are students of the last day's prophecies, as spelled out in the Bible, the angel told Daniel that they are the wise and they will understand. Folks, it appears that we are living in those days. God is giving His people understanding. Consider just these few things. The first response Jesus gave to his disciples when they asked him for a sign of his return was, Beware that nobody deceives you. We live in an exponential increase of the age of deception. The writer of the Dilbert cartoon recently wrote how people are hypnotized in mass and then it leads to hysteria. He even wrote how if you are in this hypnotic hysteria state, no matter how bizarre or wrong it is, you will reject sound reason. Consider that in America, statues and monuments are being destroyed and even torched because they are deemed offensive to the supporters of communism. ESPN went so far as to remove one of their announcers from a football game because his name is Robert Lee. Their reasoning was because his name would be offensive since some would associate it with the Confederate leader Robert E. Lee. It's ridiculous. And the announcer is Asian American. And when you thought that it couldn't get much more absurd, in Minnesota, there is a petition to replace, get this, a Christopher Columbus memorial with that of the entertainer Prince. And then there is a petition launched to replace New Orleans Confederate monuments with Louisiana hero Britney Spears. I thought these were spoofs, but they are not. Think on this. Fans of pop star Britney Spears this is real, have launched a petition to replace Confederate monuments in New Orleans with statues in the likeness of Louisiana-born singer. In a change.org petition addressed to the Louisiana governor, John Bell Edwards, and other state officials, Rain native Cassie Thibodeau wrote that the Oops, I Did It Again singer is an inspiration to millions and would thus be a perfect candidate to replace any Confederate monuments in the city. And then this one regarding Prince and Minnesota, liberal started this article says with Robert E. Lee and I've moved on to George Washington, Ulysses S. Grant and Columbus. Absolute insanity. Now in Minnesota, the protesters have taken things a step further. Look who they want to replace Columbus with, Prince. A prince is one of the most talented musicians in American history, but is that really more important than what Columbus did? I'm going to go with no on that one. Liberals aren't going to stop until they have scrubbed everything they didn't like or they don't like from the history books. Scary stuff. 
And then this author out of the Chicago Tribune, looking at all of these things that are changing and monuments being torn down, he writes, if the cultural revolutionaries want to topple statues, they can be my guest. They're so inflamed lately. And if you don't believe it, just read the papers, that if you dare disagree with them, you run the risk of being denounced by their high priests as a bigot or as someone without moral character. And my guess is that most Americans, he continued, are afraid of social punishment. So the offensive statues will go, and then perhaps offensive iconography, offensive images, offensive books. And then he continues, one book comes to mind, and he quotes from George Orwell's 1984, says this, the quote, Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street and building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And that process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. George Orwell, 1984. Does that sound like today? I look at what's going on in the news, and it does. Here's something else to think about. Another sign that points to the days and is closely associated with the deception that Jesus speaks of is that there will be a strong delusion that God sends to the people because they refuse to receive the truth. But instead, the Bible says, they gave themselves over to unrighteousness. This was unimaginable just a few years back. Uh, but now it is the reality of the world that we live in. Uh, get this, in California... They can start jailing people who aren't sensitive to transgender pronouns. What? Uh, listen to this. Here's this article. A bill that passed the California State Senate and is now moving through the assembly could, could threaten jail time for anyone who refuses to use a transgender person's preferred pronoun. This is real. This is really happening in California. The law is currently limited in its effects to nursing homes and intermediate care facilities, but if passed, those who willfully and repeatedly refuse to use a transgender resident's preferred name or pronouns could be slapped with a $1,000 fine and up to one year in prison. And then, of course, it's only starting there in the care facilities but it's only going to continue once it gets its foothold in one organization. It's going to continue from there. You look at that and you think, could this really be something that could come about? Well, in California, it looks like it's going to come about, knowing how politics work there. But when it starts in California, it tends to affect the rest of the country eventually. Another sign of the end of days is the threat of war. When Jesus said there would be wars and rumors of wars, he likened them to increasing birth pains upon a pregnant woman that increase with frequency and intensity as the day approaches. Consider that wars and rumors of wars have always been here, but now in our immediate days, the threat has gone nuclear. Uh, virtually any country that can is threatening to use their nukes to eliminate the threat of their enemy. It's so concerning that the United States is preparing for an event like this within their own 
Borders, Damon Duck wrote of this. On August 9 of 2017, it was reported that several U.S. government agencies will hold a meeting on, on August 23, that would have been a week ago, to discuss ways to respond to catastrophes such as mega earthquakes, terrorist attacks, and EMP attacks. They seem to be concerned that something could happen that would bring society to its knees. Now, along those lines, and speaking of this, this report says, feds start talking about black sky catastrophe. Exercises underway to cope with inevitable nationwide power outage. The power outage apparently related to the possibility of an EMP attack or some other type of war breaking out or even the economy being hit so bad or taking such a severe hit that it could affect the grid. This article continues, it's been called a matter of when, not if. Some of the most powerful people in the world are meeting to discuss how the world will react to a black sky event, a large scale catastrophe that would disrupt the functioning of critical national infrastructure such as power supplies. And exercises are already underway to plan how the world will cope with the inevitable disaster. The federal government is meeting, this article says, with 200 experts from 24 countries preparing for a black sky event. They're telling us it's not if, it's just when. This is going to happen somewhere, sometime. And they're saying we need to be prepared as nations and you need to be prepared as families and also as churches. Wow. So we're reading these things in articles. This is real news that's happening here in America and throughout the world. And yet the Bible told us what the world was going to look like just before the Messiah would return. In fact, before the tribulation would begin and even during the tribulation itself, all of the things that we're looking at right now are going to increase exponentially and have their fulfillment of those Bible prophecies. All of these things let us know that the Bible is absolutely true. These things predicted or prophesied, told to us 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, even as long back as 3,000 or 3,500 years ago. The Word of God is true. And listen carefully. The Bible also tells us that when Jesus came the first time, He came so that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. He came and he died for the sins of anyone that would believe in him. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, he was judged for your sins if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sins. He was judged for your sins so that we, when you die, you won't be judged for your sins. That's pretty good, isn't it? Since he was judged for your sins and he died and resurrected, when you die, if you've trusted in Christ, you know that you won't be judged for your sins, but you also will be resurrected and you will be in heaven with the Lord forever and ever and ever. But if you refuse his opportunity that he gives you to be forgiven of your sins, his offer that he gives you that you might be forgiven by trusting in him, if you refuse him, you are saying, no thanks, Jesus, I don't need your forgiveness then guess what? The Bible teaches you will be judged for your own sins because God will respect your decision. And when you are judged for your own sins, you will not spend eternity in heaven. In fact, you'll be judged and you'll spend eternity suffering for your sins in a place that the Bible teaches is hell. You don't want to go there. That's forever and ever and ever. If you want to be forgiven of your sins, you want to know that when you die, you're going to go to heaven and be forever with the Lord. 
then I'm going to encourage you to pray with me right now. And if you pray this and you mean it, then you can know that you are forgiven. It's a prayer of asking Christ to forgive you. It's a prayer of repentance. What does it mean to repent? To repent is to make a U-turn on your life. You turn from yourself and you surrender to the Lord. You want to do that? You want to pray with me right now knowing that if you mean this, you'll be forgiven? If you do, then pray this. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Uh, right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief, and I surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that and you meant it, then you can know that you are forgiven. And this is what I want to encourage you to do. Go to our website, endtimestv.org. Click on the Know Jesus section. And also, while you're there, you can see some of the other things that we have for you. We have articles. We have videos. We have books. We have all types of things to help you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, God bless.